Hello and welcome to The Forum, a podcast from Slate Church hosted by myself, Luke Betger, and Brandon Richardson, bringing you ideas, perspective, conversations, and interviews. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to The Forum. This is a special edition bonus episode of The Forum. Things are a little bit different on this episode because we are sitting somewhere very special, very unique, different than where we normally record from, which is why the sound quality is going to be a little bit different as well, because we're in the field here. We're on a field trip. When, this is a field podcast. This is a field recording. This yeah. is, uh, we're at, we're in the middle of it. We're, uh, we're bringing it to you guys from wherever we can. Sitting across from me, as always, is the one, the only, the man himself, Brandon Richardson. Hey. How's it going, man? Good. I'm doing really good. Well, here we are. We're sitting on the balcony of our Airbnb in Whistler, British Columbia. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. What are we looking at here off the balcony? Well, I'm looking at some sort of a mountain. Yes, we're looking at a mountain here. We're. It's not Whistler Mountain. It's just another mountain. Because <laughs> there are mountains everywhere. Everywhere we look around here, we can just basically turn our heads in a 360 and we see mountains. So we are currently situated on Blackcomb Mountain. Yeah, that's right. Blackcomb Mountain is one of the two peaks within Whistler. I didn't realize that Whistler had two peaks. Yeah. Blackcomb is apparently, you were telling me, the, the taller mountain. I think so. That's what I read, uh, at least on the walk into the village today. So It's got to be... It's got to be right. Seems pretty cool to me. It wasn't written in graffiti, was it? No, it wasn't. (laughs) But that would have been awesome if it was written in graffiti. But uh, hopefully you can bear with us here. If there's any wind noise, you can just... uh, It's just the way it goes. But um, uh, we should be good to go. And uh, what we're going to do on this episode, it's not going to be like our normal episode. We're not going to have all these different segments. This is a bit of a bonus episode coming at you. We've just been at a phenomenal conference, art conference for the yeah. past couple days here. It was in Vancouver, um, and it's been an amazing time. And we actually just want to give you uh, a little bit of our highlights from that conference, yeah. talk through some of the things that we thought were, were the best, um, the things that impacted us the most, and hopefully it impacts you as well. It was yeah. an amazing time, hey? It was an incredible time, and of course, we're closely connected to ARC. We launched our church September 17th, 2017, with ARC. Uh, ARC was a big help in, in helping us launch as a church. And so we have we have a close connection with them, and, and we're really appreciative of them. And, and, of course, we were able to be a little bit involved in the conference as well. That's um, right. So you, many great leaders a part yes. of ARC. Yes. Uh, you know, Brent Cantillon, who has been on our podcast, he's the That's president right. of ARC. He is, yeah. Uh, he's uh, obviously he's a great man of God, and and he's now leading up Ark, which is really exciting. Yeah, Jonathan and Natasha Lambert, of Amazing. course, are another couple. Yep, uh, Lisa and Andy Moore. Yep, John and Helen Burns. Yes, I mean these. Are, I mean we could keep going on and on. That's not the purpose of us reflecting on Ark, but right. just incredible couples involved in. Uh, it's in it's really cool to see what happens at Ark when all of these different local pastors gather in one place. And it's unbelievable what God is doing across Canada. Mm -hmm. And I know for us, you know, young leaders, young uh, pastors, it's incredible to get around these, like, heroes of the faith. Yeah. I know John Burns and Gary Skinner had a session the one day. And it's like, here are two heroes of the faith. They have made such a difference across the entire world, but also right across Canada. And here we are sitting, you know, a couple feet away from them, being able to talk to them, 
ask them questions, learn from them, rub shoulders with them. And what a privilege that is. It's such a cool thing we get to do that. I love it. So John and Helen, they uh, pioneered a church here in British Columbia called Relate Church. Mm -hmm. Before it was cool to plant churches, they were planting their church. And and they've basically been mom and dad to a lot of pastors around the world. True. Uh, Mom and dad to us, certainly as well. Yeah. At least uh, that's the feel there. And and, uh, they've taken us under their wing a little bit. And, I mean, they're just phenomenal. They pastored a great church, but even more, they're leaving, leaving a legacy on so many churches. I would say in the, you know, in the hundreds at this point. Certainly. The people that they're just encouraging all around the world right now. Um, Gary Skinner, for those of you that don't know, you should know who this is. Yeah. Gary and Marilyn Skinner, they pioneered a church in Kampala. Yeah. And uh, it's a church that's been been just doing phenomenally well. I think that they said uh, to date there's about thirty thirty five thousand people that go. Yeah, I think every every weekend there's like thirty five thousand people that wow. attend a church. So that's Watoto Watoto Church and amazing in Kampala. And I just can't. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's hard to put into words when you're sitting in the same room as some of these yeah. these men and women, and they're just sitting there. And of course, we don't idolize anyone yeah yeah Uh, we but but there's a lot of respect yeah we certainly look up to them and it's like it's people who have gone the distance right they've been been consistent they've gone the distance they're still around yeah it's it's one thing like you know for somebody to plant a church or whatever and be gone in three years or whatever but these are people who've done it and 30 plus 40 years later they're still around they're still doing it and they're still investing into the local church it's what they care about it's amazing yeah, they're at a conference that, I mean, our Canada conference is the best, like, I, I think it's the best conference I've been to. I mean, yeah. I would put it right up there. They're different, and yep. so you're not comparing like to like, but uh, Hillsong Conference obviously has a, a, has had a big impact on my life, on sure, your life. Absolutely. Uh, but this is right up there with that because yeah. of just the family, well, I was going to say family vibes. That was the, the name of the, or the theme of the conference. That's right. And uh, you're there, and, and it's just amazing that, you know, here's some people, and we discussed this, that they're going to go down in the history books, yeah. uh, in church history books, for changing the face of the way that local churches are done across the world. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're uh, gushing a little bit because we <laughs> just feel like it was such an honor to sit under their leadership over this past uh, few days. And, yeah. of course, we just want to talk about a few of the lessons that we learned while we were at our conference, some of the things that really impacted us uh, to to a deep level and so Luke I wonder like what are what are uh, maybe maybe a session like what was one of the sessions that just completely moved you sure. uh, had you really thinking that sort of thing yeah I mean we can almost separate it into two different things because there were some of the main sessions which was more of preaching inspirational mm-hmm. um, gets you fired up it's incredible there was uh, Rich Wilkerson Jr. preached uh, another great pastor Jimmy Rollins preached and we can maybe go for some highlights through that in a moment. But also, one of the coolest parts for me is during the days, during the afternoons, they had app sessions is what they called them. Yeah. And these were like really, really practical um, teaching sessions where there are things that you can just immediately implement into yeah. your daily life. Yeah. And I think the one that most impacted me was by a, a, a great pastor. His name is Tim Timberlake. And he did a, an app session called Trust the Process. And it was honestly phenomenal. Wow. I, I think that this man has so much wisdom in him. It's 
unreal. He's just overflowing with wisdom. It's like everything he is saying, you're just hanging on his every word. And everything he's saying is fantastic. And so he was talking about the process and the importance of trusting the process that you're you're in the middle of. And uh, he, he made so many good points uh, about trusting the process. And I'm just like, I'm scrolling through my notes right here. And it's so hard to actually even just pull out one thing because everything is honestly so good. And, um, and, and I love it. You know, one, one thing that I thought was cool is he used this analogy, this metaphor of what our job is, what our role is as leaders and as leaders in the church, it's our job to be what like a waiter is in a restaurant Mm. in that we are just serving the food from the chef to the people. Yeah. Right. So we're taking what God wants to feed the people and it's our job as a leader to share that and deliver it to the people. It's not our job to cook the food. Mm. It's not our job to make the food. That's we just good. have to carry the food from the kitchen to the table. Mm. And um, I, I think that that's really an incredible image of exactly what we're supposed to do. Because so oftentimes we feel the pressure of, oh my goodness, I need to come up with the best thing. I need to have the perfect this. I need to have the so perfect true. that. I need to you know, have the greatest turn of phrase that ever existed. No, no, we just need to actually uh, go to the kitchen, go to God, yeah. say, God, what do you need to give to the people? Yeah. And allow God to download that into our hearts. And then say, okay, this is what I'm going to take. It's actually not about our message. It's about God's message. And we just need to take that to the people. And I think that that's true whether you're a pastor or whether you're just a person that's trying to share uh, your faith with your friends. Yeah. It's like, hey, take the pressure off. You don't have to come up with the perfect whatever. Just take the message from God to Absolutely. the people. And I just thought that that was a, an amazing thing. He went on. He talked about you know these different things. Own your own happiness. Uh, challenge your own story, enjoy the journey, not the destination, make relationships count, balance your work life and your prayer life. There was like so many things. Obviously, we're not going to rehash the entire session, hour-long session right now. But I do think, um, I could be incorrect, but at some point I believe the sessions are going to be available online. So I'm sure you can probably go to our Canada's website and figure out where that is. But that was one that really impacted me mm-hmm. in, in a great way. It really got me thinking in some, some cool ways. Well, what about you, Brandon? What, what, what was one of the highlights for you? Well, besides uh, your seven, seven for seven session, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you spoke on this belongs to God. And I think it was a great mm-hmm. reminder to even the team that we had there. I mean, sure. there was so much, uh, so much good stuff in there. You did a really good job. Well, hey, how did your app session go? Because you taught one of these app sessions. <laughs> you know what? It went surprisingly well. I got, <laughs> off, I got off the uh, platform uh-huh. and, I, and I was like, my goodness, that's like one of the best teachings I've ever done in my life. What made it so good? Honestly, uh, so of course, you, you and I both know that when you're preaching, I mean, you are drawing on all your experience and all your history, totally, of learning and all the rest and. But there's a good portion of it that is um, comes out of your your week of preparation between Sundays. Yeah. Whereas exactly. I feel like preparing for this session, which was all on inviting people to church and everything yeah. else, was based on uh, personal experience for the la- from the last like 15 years uh-huh. of like taking inviting people to church uh-huh. seriously, right. and all of the work that we've done together. Sure. Over the last two years. So it felt like just a, an ac- accumulation of all this, like, experience and knowledge and, ex- uh, and stuff. Yep. And I, so I just kind of wrote down four points before I went. Yep. And then uh, I just prayed, like, Holy Spirit, take over. Sure. 
And so, honestly, I think it was just the Holy Spirit. Well, it's exactly what we just talked about. You went to the kitchen, and you, totally. picked, up off, you picked up off the counter what God wanted to deliver to the people, yeah. and you delivered it to the people. It's so true. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's why it went well. But Sweet. Okay, so besides our own, uh-huh. um, <laughs> you know what? I was really impacted by the Tuesday panel. Uh, there was oh, a panel. That, that was awesome. So Tim Timberlake was on that one as yeah, well. Yeah, good. Uh, also, uh, Prescott, what was I'm forgetting her first name. Um, she was awesome. I have Natasha stuck in my head, Natasha Prescott, but that's not her <laughs> name. Uh, Brent Coulter was on it, of, co- of course. Brent Coulter yes. has been on our, our podcast. We before. love Brent Coulter, and he's, Brent Coulter uh, not only has been on our podcast, he's on our whoa, yeah, he's on our overseer board. He, yeah, he's on our overseer board, and he is just one of the greatest pastors in this nation today. He's fantastic, pastoring a great church in Mississauga. And then who else? Like Brent Cantalon was Gary on Skinner. It? Gary Skinner wasn't. Yep. How could I forget? So I didn't actually write down who said what, but mm-hmm. here's some of the stuff that came from it. Sure. I just thought it was great. Uh, one of the biggest limiting factors for a leader is letting failure get to your heart wow. and success get to your head. Oh, that's so good. It's just like it sticks out yep. um, incredibly. And, and so, I mean, th- I, I've heard that one before, but it just it just kind of like landed in, in a different way. And, yeah, that's amazing. Um, somebody also shared uh, Seven de- Deadly Siphons. Okay, that's uh, right. On the screen during this, I believe. These were great. And so these are things that are going to, could like kill your leadership. These were great. So the first one was words without actions. Wow. Amazing. Second was busyness without a purpose. Busyness is, doesn't equal productivity. It is so good. Calendars without a Sabbath was number three. Yep. Number four was relationships without mutual nourishment. Uh-huh. Dang, isn't that yeah, one good? Yeah. Especially as a leader, you have so many people you're pouring out to. Yeah, that's incredible, actually. That's why I'm so thankful for what we've got. Same with me. Uh, number five was pastoral personality without self-examination. That's so, that, that is so good. So good. Number six, natural giftedness without spiritual power. Oh. That, that one, like, really hits home. There's a bit yeah. of a theme across the conference, I found, like, maybe a sub-theme yep. about that. It was amazing. I, I would agree. Yeah. You know, I, one of my, not one of my, my youth pastor growing up, Jeremy Albrecht, preached a message on this one time called, uh, uh, I forget what it was called, actually, but I, I just remember the concept. He said that you can't, as a, as a leader, as a preacher, as a, as a pastor, uh-huh. as somebody who's going to take the call of God seriously in your life, you can't rely on the seasoning of Good. your ministry. Good. Uh, because seasoning doesn't sustain. Beautiful. And he can, he contrasted it with, like, when you're eating steak. Uh-huh. He's like, who goes to the, the steak and, like, you know, you're a steak restaurant, you're like, actually, I'll just take some of the seasoning. Yeah, right. No, no, you need the meat. So good. That's going to nourish you. Yeah. And you can't just rely on the seasoning. I thought, like, that is brilliant. Sure. And I think it goes with natural giftedness without spiritual power. That yep. doesn't, the spiritual power is the meat of what we do. Totally. All right, number seven was an enormous theology without adequate spirituality. Brilliant. I thought that, I mean, that came out of that session. Yep. Um, this, okay. This was actually maybe the theological statement of the conference for me. Cool. That just will stick in my head. Cool. Um, and our, uh, t- Timber, Tim Timberlakes shared that. Uh-huh. We, you know what? We need to yeah connect with that guy. <laughs> I was going to say, we have will. him on the pa- podcast. He probably, one day he will be. Certainly. Okay, so um, uh, he said, one of the biggest risks that God takes mm-hmm. is giving us success. Mm. Brilliant! It just hits me like yeah. I mean, we're seeing so much success. 
Sure. At, however you want to define that sure. at Slate Church. And I just thought, like, wow. And if God's going to take a risk on us, like, yeah. let's get our hearts completely right every day. Hundred, hundred billion. No percent. days off. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have any notes up from that panel, that Tuesday panel yourself? or um, Just because I know, like, different things hit you in a different way. Honor is the gateway to mentorship. That yeah, was another yeah, yeah. one shared. My goodness. Accountability. Now, this is one that... I love this. Yeah. This one, uh, obviously, we both heard before, but it was such a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Accountability is only as good as your transparency. I love that. Light can't go, can't get into places that you cover. Oh, I think it's, I think, I thought that was one of my favorite things, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, from that panel, I loved the idea of honor and how important honor is. We yeah. talk about honor in our church a lot, yeah. but especially when it comes to this idea of mentorship and yeah. people in your life that you look up to, um, that when you honor someone, they give you favor in return, right? Like when, yeah. like when it comes to finding a mentor, everybody's wondering, how do I find a mentor? How do yeah. I get somebody? Yeah. And it's like, well, actually you have to first just honor that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to honor them because you can't make a withdrawal where there has been no deposit. And I thought that was great because we all want to make withdrawals from other people all the time. Uh, But hey, we can't make a withdrawal until there's been a deposit. So let's honor people like crazy. I love that. On that note, we have a mindset that we deserve something we have not earned. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's true. It's it's so good. Um, I think... One of my other favorite sessions, and this was a little different than the app sessions, but it was Rich Wilkerson Jr.'s sermon yeah. on the first night of the conference. And, I mean, he just, he, he's a guy that we both look up to so much. And they're Absolutely. doing incredible things at Voo Church in Miami. It's unbelievable. But he came out with just a great, pastoral, hard-hitting, wonderful message that I think was so important for so many people in that room. Yeah. And... He talked about a whole whole bunch of different things. He, he talked about having to overcome comparison, competition, criticism, uh, all these different things. And he talks at the end a lot about character as well. And I loved what he talked about when it comes to comparison. I think it's something that we all deal with mm-hmm. one point or another. We're always doing it. And I love that he said the fastest way to never live out your calling is to try and live out someone else's. Mm-hmm. My goodness, that was amazing. Um, another one that I loved when it came to comparison is he was talking about this idea that big is a state of mind. And this was one of my favorite things that he was talking about, like wherever he is, it's the big time. And I think that's awesome because we so often think like, Oh, wait for the big time, whatever down the road when the church is, you know, 10,000 people, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like even for the, whoever you are listening right now, wherever you are, it's the big time for right where you're at. You know, whether you're like flipping burgers at a restaurant, whether you're making, uh, $2 a day for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why you do. Just getting the interest that's on your bank account. Or, I don't know. <laughs> right. uh, whatever it is, it's like, hey, where you're at is the big time. Yeah. Steward it well. Yeah. And um, I just like that, that proclamation he makes over um, so many different as- aspects of his life. Yeah. Like just saying, this is the big time. Yeah. Coming into this podcast, this is the big time. Totally. You know, coming into this uh, pastoral retreat we're on and we're going to mm-hmm. figure out some stuff for the church like this is the big time yeah. going into conversations with somebody who doesn't have a title doesn't have a name yeah. this is the big time changing a diaper this is the big time because yeah. like you said just a, a few minutes ago uh, when we approach everything with this is the big time when you get to the big time yeah. all of a sudden you've been, you've been living in this big state of mind for quite some time yeah totally 
and uh, and it's about stewarding the mundane, mm-hmm. is what he said. And I, I think it's very true. I think we've noticed it in our lives that yeah. you know God's not going to give you that next until you steward well with what is. And well, I love support the, it. I love this quote that goes along with that that he said. You know, God won't multiply what you won't maximize. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. So true. Like we got to be faithful with the little that he's given in our hands so that he can give us more. Yeah. And we think it's so small, but it's actually a big deal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what else did you love about that one? Well, um, you know, a lot of his, uh, a lot of that message was surrounding the idea of like, if we're going to grow as a church, if we're going to like impact this world for, for God, if we're going to change the narrative of the way that people view Jesus and his church, uh, we're going to need to live out of unity. Good. And so with, with that in mind, I mean, these points, I, I just thought overall it was just such a strong marriage. We will, a marriage <laughs> message. Uh-huh. Uh, we will have to overcome comparison if that's going to become a yep. reality. We will have to overcome competition. Yep. We'll have to overcome criticism. We'll have to overcome character. Yep. And I just thought, you know, that was, again, one of the themes throughout the entire weekend as well is this idea of unity and working together and not looking down on other churches and not comparing totally. ourselves and all the rest. and. It just made me want, you know, we. this has been our heart since we started, Yep. wanting to see the other churches in our area and our nation succeed. Yeah. But I think it just drove like a new, um, a new conviction down in me that, you know, we, we've got to come alongside um, many of the other churches in our area and just put aside our differences. And of course, I feel like we, ha- we haven't really allowed differences to stand in the way. Yeah. But maybe we could be even more intentional in helping. Yeah, and I think he mentioned in that too that unity doesn't mean uniformity. I love that. And it's not that everybody has to do everything the exact same way. That yeah. would be pretty boring, actually. Yeah, It's great when there's diversity. But uh, I love you said the devil isn't afraid of a big church. He's threatened by a united church. I just thought, oh, it's so good. It's brilliant. And, and, and on the character part of this... I, he was just throwing out like some of the best lines ever. It was just like, oh my gosh. He was saying charisma will get the attention of man, mm-hmm. but character gets the attention of God. Yeah. And what what your gift starts, character will finish. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. We talk about character all the time and the importance of it. And, um, you know, we don't want to be the type of people that we try and just write our gift or whatever no God has given no to kidding. us. It's like, no, no, yeah. no, no. Let's yeah. develop character in our lives. That's what's more important than anything. Or how about when he said, uh, he, he said, you don't need friends who coddle you. Mm-hmm. You need friends who would challenge you. Un- unreal. <laughs> it, it just, I mean, the the whole conference is so good. I'm, I'm thinking now of John Burns and Gary Skinner back sure. to them and their uh, session that they... they sure. And um, another line that I think we heard all throughout the the couple of days that we were here was aim for the pain. Love it. And so there was a big focus on how we serve the communities that we live in. All the way from Dino Rizzo, Rizzo, who I didn't even realize I had a book of his on my bookshelf from years ago that I hadn't read. And now I'm going back and I'm going to devour that thing sure. called Servolution. Sure. But he's really, really, really big. And so should we all be on the idea of serving the communities that we live in. Right. And the whole principle behind it was like, if we're going to serve the communities that we live in, if we're going to serve the cities that we live in, if we're going to make an impact, if we're going to leave a lasting impact, if we're going to open up doorways of conversation between the church and the city, yeah, then it's all going to have to do, and it will all come back to aiming for the pain. So aim true, for the man. Pain. Aim for the pain. And I mean, coming from 
the the line in particular, I think, came both from Dino Rizzo, or Rizzo. Is it Rizzo or Rizzo? I, I think it's Dino Rizzo. Rizzo, Rizzo. Yeah, Dino Rizzo. Rizzo. Um, but coming particularly from Gary Skinner as well, and just hearing, you know, their small groups take care of four thousand yeah. uh, HIV positive women yeah. in uh, Kampala, Uganda, and yeah. How do you get there? You know, we kind of ask this question or somebody, like, how do you get there? How do you get there? How, how, how do you get to do that? Aim for the pain. Yeah. Aim for the pain now yeah. and keep aiming for the pain then. Like, just wherever the pain points are in the city, just aim for it and, and try to serve in that, in yeah. that and, uh, space. And very interestingly, it almost rolls into the sermon that Jimmy Rollins preached on the last night. Oh, so and good. it was an incredible sermon. And one thing that really got me is he was saying, we need to change the front door of our church. Yeah, And what that basically means is uh, instead of expecting the people, people to walk through what is the traditional front door of the church, let's change the front door of the church in that we're reaching people in yeah. new ways yeah. in our city. And aiming for the pain is certainly one way. You know, we try and do this through our city impact team Absolutely. at our church. And, of course, we, we can take many more steps forward in this. But I love this idea of, like, yeah, let's not just expect that people are going to walk through the front door. Yeah. But let's actually do things in our city that are reaching people mm-hmm. in a very real and a very practical way that is serving our city in a different way. Yeah. And that is going to act as the thing, the, uh, the the front door that brings people into our church. And they didn't right. even know it. Right. Because all of a sudden we're just serving somebody. We're serving our community. We did this on St. Patrick's Day, actually. Yeah. That's that's an interesting way that we did it. When we, uh, we went out, we handed out thousands of water bottles and Timbits to people who were having a street party on St. Patrick's Day just a block away from our church. Over 30,000 people go to this. And I think on that day we really changed the front door of our church. Agreed. When we went out there and we were just loving people right where they were at. And it was cool to see that because we saw people's lives transformed and impacted yeah. Yeah. by us changing the front door of our church on that day. It was pretty amazing. It, it's awesome because uh, we asked this question to Gary Skinner while we were there. I mean, he was talking a lot about the same idea, changing the front door of your church, to yeah. put it in the same words as sure. uh, you know, as Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins, yeah. And uh, you can hear the lift in the background. That's here. what this is. Yeah, okay, quick update. If you hear an alarm, it's it's the ski lift. In fact, we're watching as we're sitting here. We're watching the ski gondolas go up and down <laughs> yeah. the mountain. It, I don't know where you're listening to this, it's but so I, gar- I guarantee it's not as nice as where we are right now. No, <laughs> not at all. But we asked him. He had such a focus on serving the city that that you live in. Yeah. To the point where, if you're listening to him, you're like, I mean, does weekend services count at all? Like, do, do they matter at all? Right. We asked that question, like, so what do you say to the modern church? What do you say to the year-and-a-half-old church plant like ours that uh, is still finding our footing in this area? And I just love that it wasn't an either-or. You yeah. know, these these leaders weren't creating a false dichotomy, you know. It's it's either you're serving your community or having an awesome weekend service. And yeah. I love that Gary Skinner uh, and, and uh, Marilyn Skinner, who have impacted so many lives, people that are now in government have come through their church uh-huh. and all the rest, and... Thousands and thousands upon people being reached through the way they serve their community. Right. And uh, his answer to that is, well, you can't do this without having an incredible weekend experience for people to come back to. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just love that it wasn't either or. And I love that the, the vision is even bigger than how we want to minimize it. Yeah. You know, either yeah. this, either we serve our community or uh-huh. we have a you know uh-huh. a dynamic weekend service. 
And all these guys are going, no. Like in God's economy, in God's world, and in God's vision of what the church would become, yep. corporate worship is as important as community serving. Sure. And uh, I love that idea because Gary uh, um, Skinner is the one that said uh, this line. He said, we don't pastor a church. Yep. We pastor a community. Brilliant. And our, and our goal as pastors isn't just to be the only pastors in the, in the church. True. It's to raise up pastors in our churches to actually take on the work of the community and the pastoral heart for the community. Jesus said it this way, that he's come to make a priesthood of all believers. In. Yeah. And of course, you know, pastor is a title of honor and all the rest. Yeah, and, of course. And we know all of that, but the the end of the at the end of the day, what we're the goal is is that as a church, as individuals within the church, we need to understand that we're not trying to pastor in a church, we're trying to pastor a community. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I thought that that was actually really, it, it was really amazing, and it, it flips it a little bit. Hey, mm-hmm. it, it it changes your idea of what it is that we're doing, and I think that that is truly so important that that, that happens and. Um, I found it really fascinating how there seemed to be these themes that continued all the way through the conference. Yeah. And it's like God yeah. was speaking some very particular things. I think that serving our community was certainly one of the themes that yes. seemed to exist the whole way. It was very a, strong. It was a strong line throughout every session throughout the entire conference. Yeah. And um, again, that's what Rich Wilkerson Jr. said. He said that Christians have a PR problem. Yeah. And I think it's so true. Yeah. But the more that we can be known for aiming for the pain in our communities and serving people, changing the front door of our church and making a difference, uh, hey, the more that some of the negative PR that we brought upon ourselves yeah, no switches, kidding. and all of a sudden people are coming into relationship with God. Yeah, no kidding. You know, more than ever before. Yeah, so serving our community was absolutely one of the themes. I think another one of the themes that came up all throughout the, the conference was like, I don't know how to phrase it, but it was just said in so many different ways. Actually, you know what? Uh, I phrased it at some point through the conference uh-huh. this way. You know, um, don't try to be seen by man. Yeah, yeah. But just just aim to be seen or no, aim to uh, uh, understand that we are known by God. We are seen by God. Totally right. Because, you know, you come into environments like this or you're, you're serving at church, whatever else, and you just hope that the people that, that run the whole thing notice you. Yeah. And it just seems like, you know, from MC moments at the conference to messages to app sessions, we're just reminding, like, hey, you are seen by God. You're not small. Yeah. In God's eyes, you're a big deal. Yeah. And so just keep running in your lane because even if man doesn't take notice, God does. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a great theme that, that, yeah. that came all the way through. Yeah, you know, it truly was an awesome conference. And I know we're both feeling super inspired by it. It's cool. It's actually cool. This is the first time we've certainly that I've read back through my Same. notes Same. and it's like oh there's some great stuff to reflect on and unpack from wow what an, what an incredible conference too, seriously to spend some time at and seriously and so uh, it's it's great I mean again we're sitting here the sun is starting to creep in on us on our balcony oh. uh, you can hear all kinds of people coming into Whistler Village which is just mo- minutes away from where we're sitting a bald and, eagle uh, just uh, flew by. Bald eagle. In fact, there's a there's bear. There's a bear. Oh my! In fact, it's joined us. It's coming up to the it's table. Coming oh, it wants to talk. It wants to talk. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> we're we're petting it right now. <laughs> I'm talking and, and it's making sounds. I'm talking right now. And yeah. It's ma- no I'm kidding. Uh, there's an elk. There's a uh, there's a beaver right there. 
there's a rainbow trout just yeah. swimming by in the forest. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It says. But we are, uh, we're going to go enjoy the rest of Whistler and yeah. Blackcomb. We are going to go watch uh, the Raptors at a restaurant. Yeah, we got a little reservation, so we're going there in a minute. You should feel bad for us wherever you're listening. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that we have to endure such difficulty and hardship right now. It yeah. sucks. Hey? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? There is a lot of aspects of what we do that are, is quite emotionally taxing, spiritually taxing. Sure. Certainly, this is not one of those things. No, we're feeling super refreshed. And, you know, it's pretty cool to sit in God's creation and just soak it in. It reminds us of what we're doing. It certainly does. But, hey, uh, thank you for listening to this special bonus episode. Hopefully, the wind wasn't too bad, and hopefully, you're able to hear us okay. We don't really know, but we hope that you did. Yeah. And um, we're glad that we could debrief this a little bit with you and hope you, that uh, you were able to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You know that we've had gotten a lot out of this this weekend or this this week at this conference. Hope that you have too. Really do. This has uh, been a pretty raw, uncut. This is the Forum Uncut. This is a Forum Uncut. Forum Uncut. And uh, just because it was a little different doesn't mean that uh, we, we wouldn't appreciate any less. <laughs> or any more, however that goes. I don't know. We would love for you to rate us in the App Store. Please. Please share. I, still, every single week. We were at the conference. Yeah. How many people came up to you and just <laughs> said, love the podcast? And talking about like really specific <laughs> things all throughout our episode. Yeah. I mean, this is this is national now. Yeah, I know. It's the pressure's it. on. So listen, if you came up to us at the conference, uh, hopefully you, you enjoyed the conference as much as we did. Yep. We're so glad to have... Uh, well, some of you, we're not trying to act like we're we're anybody here. What we're what we're, tra- what we're trying to say is, uh, thank you for listening. And yes, please truly. help us out and share, and even uh, write to us and let us know what your favorite part of the the conference is. Maybe we'll do a part two or something like that yeah. at some point in our trip. Yeah, you bet. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Forum. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm.